0: Welcome back to the All Personal Podcast, where we turn the good old saying, nothing personal, just business, upside down, and prove how, in fact, it's all personal. Nothing is just business. Because it's all either intrapersonal, how we manage ourselves, or interpersonal, how we manage our relationships with others, both at home and at work. It's all about our personal skills muscles. And today, my guests and I are taking you on a journey in a land far, far away, both metaphorically and literally, the land of storytelling, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Because, I'm talking to Luke Bunel, content director and founder of Story League. Now, his story in short is that he started his media career as a commercial radio broadcaster before returning to study journalism and politics. For more than 15 years, Luke worked within journalism and media communications. This is where he learned the power of telling a good story and the impact it can have. In that time, he was a radio broadcaster throughout New South Wales, produced many ABC radio programs, wrote feature stories for the age and held media roles with corporates, the federal government and not-for-profits. Luke saw firsthand how the churn and burn approach applied to content creation has failed businesses and he is on a mission to create content with more impact and meaning. Story League was created out of a passion for storytelling and a genuine desire to improve the way we communicate are you ready once upon a time in a land far far away luke it's so good to have you on the all personal podcast
1: thank you very much for having me it's a really interesting podcast and i'm I'm happy to be here and hopefully i can share some value with you
0: and because you said i'm happy to be here where is here for you now?
1: Well, that's a very good question because here for you is Canada, but here for me is Melbourne, Australia. So literally on the opposite side of the world, but it's, I mean, other than maybe a few <laughs> other places, it's, it's basically as far as you can get.
0: Exactly. It's uh, just to <laughs> give people an idea because, and because we were talking about it. So it's 4 PM my time on March the 4th and it's, 8 AM
1: your time. It, it is on March the 5th, so <laughs> Thursday. So it's uh, it's a whole new world over here, Roxana, and just wait till you get get to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because you basically you speak from the future right now.
1: Correct, we do. So if you want to know how the uh, the American presidential election is going, just ask me because we're ahead of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hmm, okay, maybe I'll leave that one for last. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so um I'm so excited to have you here because um I read in your in your short bio that and then I did a little bit of research that you are passionate about storytelling. And that's very interesting because um it's um a hot topic right now and I think um many people would like to get some tips about storytelling but um i'd like to know how did you discover the passion for storytelling
1: yeah well, it's a really interesting one for me because i've had quite a varied career but in that sense, it's all been in sort of similar um, mechanisms, if, if that makes sense. So I originally started um, as an actor and I did a few Australian TV shows and then the work dried up there and then it was into commercial radio, then went back and studied journalism. And that was the breeding ground for really learning about how good a story can be told and the power that that has to an audience as well. Um, then for my sins... I started working for or in the political space as a media advisor here in Australia and then in the corporate world in media roles too. And then that's when I realised when politicians are not communicating their message and Mm -hmm. no one's listening to corporates, what the problem was, which is corporates and politicians, typically not all of them, but typically a lot of them, their focus is just telling a piece of data or just telling a stat and hoping Mm -hmm. that people will remember that, Um, which there are so many academic studies out there that disproves that, that if you tell someone a stat, and this is straight out of Stanford University, uh, people have about a 10% chance of remembering it. But if you tell that same stat with a story or an anecdote, it goes up to 70%. So... For me, that was the missing piece of the puzzle. Um, and I really wanted to start working with small business owners to to turn their content uh, into a lead generation tool. And for me, the best way to go about that is to tell stories in the content you're creating because as I just mentioned there, that's what's remembered. And if you tell a good quality story, um, that will be shared by lots of other people. So your message disseminates quite quickly if, if it's of value and if it's of interest. So basically, what we're doing now with Story League is taking those journalistic values that we learnt when working in journalism here and overseas uh, and applying it to the businesses that we work with now across the copywriting, podcast, and video space.
0: Right. Okay. When did you start Story League?
1: Uh, it's been a bit over two years now so um as as you understand being off doing your own thing has its own challenges and you know yeah. sometimes you question whether people <laughs> agree with what you're trying to do but we're <laughs> getting there so it's taken a bit of time but you know um, that's the way it needs to be nothing worth it happens overnight uh so yes it's about two years and um yeah we're in the last sort of Six months or so we've really started here our groove and, and things are building so positive positive time yeah. to be.
0: sounds like i mean i can I do expect it's positive because um, again I, I read a lot about the power of storytelling and there's a lot of speeches out there and also articles and books mm. and all sorts of videos about um, the power of storytelling um, and it as I said it is a hot topic, but what i I wanted to start from your your experience and when when you realize hey I wanna go from um, journalism and I wanna start Story League because stories um, are so powerful and then they do help messages get across and they do help people understand. So what was what was it for for you um did you always have a talent in in storytelling
1: uh, yes yes i have uh, i if you were to meet my wife or my friends and family those sorts of people who are close to me they would all tell you that i love telling a good story no matter what environment so mm-hmm. um it, it's always been there i haven't really um or didn't really notice it until starting to work with clients in, in the story lead capacity. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I think about you know, my previous history and jobs and, and mm-hmm. uh, other avenues of life, yes, I've always been one who, who likes to communicate around telling uh, a story about what happened to me or about what I know happened to someone else or whatever that may be. So, yeah, um, yeah so it's, it's, that has always been within me and then obviously got pretty fine-tuned worldwide well, as a journalist, and look, I would say it's even, even more so now working with Story League or running Story League because the um, variety of, of clients we have from different industries means we have to be on top of it pretty quickly. So, yeah, uh, yeah so it's, uh, it's, it's something that's always been there, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm now 35 and I just see it growing. So, it's exciting because, yeah. as, as you know, stories are very engaging.
0: Yeah, that's true. I am just um mm. I'm, I'm just curious um when you when you were little what what did you want to do when you grew up?
1: Look, I was probably no different to everyone else. Um I went through a number of phases of different things that I wanted to do. Here in Australia we have a sport called Aussie Rules football which is mm. kind of like an American gridiron, although it's a lot tougher because we don't have the um the headgear or the, the shoulder pads or anything like that. So I wanted to do that for a while. Um, that's a winter sport. So by the time summer came around, I wanted to play cricket, which is another popular sport here in Australia.
0: Right. Um, yeah, then I went
1: down the line of, of wanting to be an actor, which I did to some degree and, um, and various other things too. So uh, I never really wanted that nine to five job. I knew mm-hmm. that. Um, and then when I went and worked in it, I realised quickly why I didn't want that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of just, it's ironic that, you know, going to things like drama school and not liking it and going and doing commercial radio and <laughs> in, the, in the day talking and spending my time talking about Paris Hilton, who was popular at the time, and those sorts of things, I, I kind of walked away from it. I'm like, oh, it doesn't sustain me. I, I'm not, I'm not interested in, in those sorts of things so it's kind of done a done a complete full circle now and i'm back doing all of those things and those jobs and that those skills that i learned there have become very applicable even yeah. though in the time i thought i'm just wasting my time here so because i didn't enjoy the job for whatever reason but yeah now now we use those skills daily in Story League. so mm-hmm. i look back on those times and think well that was meant to happen
0: yeah, and I'm so glad to hear you say that. You can't imagine mm. <laughs> because usually <laughs> when usually when I talk oh, you might to like people, that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, really, when I when I talk to people and then they they go back and then they explain a little bit their their journey to how how they got to do what they do now, um, mm. and the the now is usually something that they're passionate about. But the mm. whole journey up until that now is filled with all of these bits and pieces that then maybe didn't make a lot of sense but now in in their capacity it makes the whole sense in the world
1: absolutely yeah i couldn't agree more with that and um for evidence look no further than what happened to me so Mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's very very true
0: And I wanted to ask you because you mentioned uh, uh, the word skills and obviously I want to talk about that. So all of the the skills that you learned in in those jobs that took you here to Story League, what would you say are maybe the the top three skills that uh, benefited you most?
1: Yeah, right. Okay, so for me, I think it's a real sense of personality um, Mm. because I like to think I've got a pretty good one. You may disagree with me, Roxana, but uh, (laughs) that's a debate we can have at another time.
0: I will not disagree officially now, (laughs) I mean.
1: (laughs) Thank you, thank you. (laughs) You can tell your audience after I disappear. Um, (laughs) So, so, yeah, one of the big problems I've got in the content space is... uh, people aren't really saying much. So, you know, they're assuming that good quality content is posting a motivational quote, quote from Tony Robbins. Now, that doesn't really tell me anything about that person or about that business. That's just there to fill a gap. Um, and it's actually already been done because Tony Robbins has done it, so why steal someone else's work? So I don't see a lot of value in that. Um, so what we try to do is bring personality into the writing that we do or the creation that we do, if it's in broadcast and videos as well. Um, because along with stories, people want to buy based on person and not necessarily brand or business now. I mean, obviously, those high-end businesses like Apple, they're buying on brand uh, because they have a reputation, etc. But for the, those SME market, it's more about the person. So we really want to draw out their personality in that. So that's mm-hmm. that's one thing that I love to, to be working on. The skill set of good quality writing um, – that's a, a, another one too, because um, you know, <laughs> SEO, for, for one example, is a huge industry and, mm-hmm. and so it should be. But SEO is only as good as the content that's on the page. Um, SEO gets eyes on it, but it doesn't necessarily convert people who are reading it. So that's in the copy. So again, in the, yeah, being a really skilled uh, writer is something that I love to do and, and keep on honing that craft. And I guess the third one, would be asking the right questions. Um, mm-hmm. In our sales meetings, when we're pitching to particular clients, they'll always ask, well, how are you going to understand our industry? Um, and I always go back to the fact that I used to, to work as a journalist back in the days when um, editors weren't particularly friendly.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you go in one morning and they'd say, you young kid, run off and get me a legal story. Go to the court. And, and you all of a sudden you're running out and doing something you've never done before covering an industry you've never done and you've got a deadline by say you know 4 pm in the afternoon so you've got to get it done then the next day you'd go in and the same editor would tell you to, to bugger off and go and get a, a health story so you'd go and investigate what's happening in health in hospitals etc so the reason i was able to do that and the reason we're able to do it in story league is we know how to ask questions that get good quality answers so that's how we've been able to learn uh, new and exciting industries. And then obviously on top of that, there's the um, there's the research component to it as well. So right. for me, it's personality, writing and asking the right questions.
0: Mm-hmm. And we will add the research bit as well. <laughs> because now that's
1: yeah, beats. absolutely. Yeah, that kind of falls in... Under asking the right questions, because you obviously do the research to know what to ask. But yes, it's it's it can be it's a separate entity too. Mm-hmm.
0: But and because uh, you also have your your experience as an actor, um, how much does improvisation play a role in, in all of this?
1: Well, it plays a little bit. Um, we obviously want to make sure that we're when working with a client, there they're on brand, so to speak, and and they're communicating the message that they need to. Um, But going back to the personality trait of that, Mm -hmm. it also needs to be new and it needs to be fresh. So a big component of what we do is we script a lot of podcasts and videos for our clients. Um, And that makes sense because there's a lot of content out there, so we've got to make sure that it's, it's quality and it stands out. Um, But these business owners are not necessarily used to fronting a podcast or a video themselves. So we put the structure in place, but as we say to them, if you follow the structure, you'll get a good product, you'll get a better product if you follow the structure and put your own personality into it. Mm -hmm. So we actually do a lot of media training with them, so before we start recording or, um, or whether that's on camera or on microphone. So um, that's the, the video element there is the, is the media training. So it's, it's knowing where to stand um, in front of a camera. It's knowing what to have right. behind yeah. you, how you, how you should emphasise words, etc. So everything we learnt going back to the acting days and um, working on TV sets here in Australia is absolutely applicable to the, to the shorter videos we do for, for our clients.
0: Mm-hmm. The, the reason I asked is because you mentioned uh, the, the questions and the, the preparation for asking questions. And um, what I find, especially when people pitch uh, possible clients that they just go and they prepare their pitch without preparing the, the questions. And that's I think that's a very important piece of information to have, but you need to ask the questions so that you know how you can help them rather than go there and tell them what you can do without knowing what their needs are.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. That's 100% correct. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you should mention that because um, initially when we went to market, uh, league struggled to, to uh, um, convert clients. We'd get a huge amount of interest and we still do now. Um, but the missing piece of the puzzle was taking them from interest into client. And that the realisation around that was the back off the back of me going into sales meetings and talking about how amazing content it is and what it can do, et cetera, uh, without actually asking them what they need themselves. So that was, right. the, uh, that was the big takeaway. And then because um, we've obviously got a mentor that I do a bit of work with who's been very successful in business, he sat me down and he got me to speak through a, a pitch that I'll give to a potential client and at the end of it, he said, "What do you know about me?"
0: Hmm.
1: And I went, well, "Obviously, on a personal level, I know a fair bit, but in this environment, absolutely nothing." So he said, "Where were your questions about me and what I needed and um, what my thoughts were?" I'm like, mm, very good point. So <laughs> yeah, once we once we switch that, that's when the real traction has built, and that's when you, the understanding has been there as to what they actually need to. And so. Um, and not that it's a smoke and mirrors process, obviously, mm-hmm. but when they start saying certain things, we can start responding in a particular way because we're just addressing their need as opposed to we're shooting what they want.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think, and you're right. It's not. It's not smoke and mirrors because it. And it, I think also everybody has a, a story that they don't even maybe realise they have, right? That's I mean. right, yeah, yeah. You're e- basically everyone... helping them see that story yeah, and put, yeah. it in, put it down and put it out there.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we do a lot of work in, in various sort of storytelling capacities, but one of our major ones is The Hero's Journey, mm-hmm. um, which is basically, it's basically a Hollywood film. So if you go and type in Hero's Journey to Google, it will give you the steps in which you need to, to execute in order to see how a Hollywood uh, rom-com or uh, whatever type of film uh, has been created. And those steps are all very relevant to business owners because there is a journey behind where they've gone from or, or where they're going, um, there's a reason why they've they've left whatever they were doing and they've started their their business they have a support network they they have conflict they have all the things that are in a big budget hollywood film um but to be able to take that out and put that in a blog post or there's 12 steps in that uh, or a you know 12 short videos or a, a 12 episode podcast series is really great fun um so yes yeah, so that's 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 a big one for for small business owners they they don't they are good at what they do, but they don't necessarily explain it in a way people can understand and they can do that through the hero's journey. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's all about the, the transformation that that happens. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely it is. Yep. Years. Yep, and that's yeah, that's straight after the climax, right towards the end. It's a transformation and in this capacity for a small business owner, it's basically the reason why they can satisfy uh, the person who's reading or consuming their content and their best place to deal with
0: their pain points. Exactly. And then people connect to, to them on another level because then- Absolutely. Yeah. I, I make it personal, right? It's I That's recognize right. this and I identify myself with that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's very, very important. So mm-hmm. the more you can give of yourself uh, and the more your market can understand who you are and, and where you're going and your vision, your goals, et cetera, the better it's going to be for you. And the greatest way to do that, I believe, I'm biased obviously, uh, <laughs> is through the content you're creating.
0: Yeah. Well, that's not an easy task for all for everybody, right? I think
1: no, no, especially, it's not.
0: especially in these entrepreneurial journeys where you have to do everything at the same mm. time. Uh mm, it's, that's right. it's hard to maybe focus on getting the, the kind of content that you would like to have and make it interesting and be consistent with that. Yes,
1: yeah. It's it's very true. Um and consistency is a big one because that's what Google wants if you yes. start doing your content and pushing it out weekly, the expectation from Google is you'll continue to do that. So if you run out of time one week and don't do it and then two weeks haven't done it and then three weeks haven't done it, Google's not a fan of that. So you've got to be got to be cautious of that. Um, but, yeah, it, it is an interesting one being an entrepreneur and, and doing all the things you need to do, um, you know, sales and uh Processes and systemization and dealing with staff and whatever it might be, um, content seems to take a, a back seat to that, which I can understand in many ways, uh, but ultimately it's a lead generation tool. So businesses mm-hmm. need to get on to it pretty quickly. And I mean, look, ultimately it's a, the reason why we exist. Um, mm-hmm. But the reality is, if someone does have the time and, and they're good at creating their own content, it's something they can do themselves it's just yeah it's a playoff between uh time skill and uh and need for it
0: yeah exactly and you know understanding what your priorities are at the same time
1: a- absolutely yeah yeah absolutely
0: So because we were, um, again back to the skills conversation and then we were talking about um, the the top three skills which are the, the focus on personality and then the writing and asking questions. What are some of the skills that you learned along the way and thought maybe you were not very good at but then you had to learn them or practice them more and you became better at.
1: Well, I go straight back to selling for that one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I had never been in a job where I had to sell anything to anyone, and then when I went off to and started Story League, all of a sudden that was probably the most important thing that I had to do. Mm-hmm. And it's something I've really struggled with because uh, I believe in the power of storytelling and great. Quality content, and there's so many examples of, of what it can do in a positive capacity. Um, but convincing other people that I'm best placed to do that for them was a real challenge. So, um, we yeah, again, working with my, my mentor, we, we started putting things in place like actually asking questions, it was a big one. I spent yeah. a lot of time listening to sales podcasts, uh, reading blogs, reading books about how to sell. Um, I, I do know here in Australia a good friend of mine who's um, had a long history of, of operating sales apartments of large businesses, so mm-hmm. um, paying for his coffee and getting some of his time's also been very advantageous for me as well. So that that's one that I know even now uh, needs a lot of focus um, because you know if you're not bringing customers through the door, you're not really business. business. So, uh, that comes back to to selling, and um, yeah, look, that's that's the skill that has has really had to build in me. And it's, to be fair, it's probably still not at a point where I'm happy with it. Uh, but uh, as Malcolm Gladwell says, it takes what ten thousand hours to to become an expert, at something. Exactly, so
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> I've got I've got a few more hours to go, but I'll get there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, it's good to hear you say that you kind of also built on a skill that you already had, which was the, the questioning bit. And then mm. that helped you build the the sales muscle a little bit more. Um, and also mentoring, right? And, and looking mm. at people who are good at at that and then learning from them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's... Um it's one of those things, you know, you, you see a lot of content around what it takes to be successful and no one can really agree on, on how to become successful. When, whereas I don't necessarily see it as that difficult. I mean, to me, if you want to become successful, you get help from people who have gone before you. So it doesn't necessarily guarantee it, obviously, but it, it puts you on a on the right path. So if there's ever a problem where I'm struggling in business or, or I don't understand it, you know I've got a good support network that I can ask the questions of, and, and that becomes very powerful. So it's um yeah it's something that mm-hmm. like look you know in the early days when things weren't working and I, I wasn't converting uh, prospects into customers etc. I was probably at a point where I was ready to pack it in and give up, mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately it was that support network that got me through. So Um, You know, they believed in me more than I believed in myself at the time, and uh, they they stayed strong. And that was great because it enabled me to do the same. And, um, you know, we're only two years into a business journey, it's going to take a lot longer than that. But even to this point, now I have them to thank for it. So it's the help that you can get along the way that really counts.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think it's very relevant for, I mean, I, I totally resonate with that, by the way, because it's, yeah, right. I mean, the entrepreneurial world can feel very lonely, especially when does, you start yeah. off as a solopreneur, that's a very, it can feel like a very lonely journey, unless mm. you have this, this network that can support you from, especially from the mindset perspective.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a really interesting one too because ultimately I think you, you need people who have been there and done that. Um, you know, I've got some great friends, I've got family members, I've got a wife too. They've never started a business. So some of the, the problems or the things I was dealing with I'd ask for advice for them and they just, not that they weren't supportive because that's not true at all, but they just didn't fully understand what I was trying to, what I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, if you can find people who have got a few runs on the board in that space uh, and know what it's like, then they're the people you really need to leverage off because they they 100% know what you're going through. And sometimes it's pretty tough.
0: Yeah, it can be pretty tough, and it's. Um, I heard a definition of um, entrepreneurship that I liked. That entrepreneurship is like the um, the heartbeats on a EKG machine. Sometimes they're, life, yeah. they're up. Sometimes <laughs> they're down. But when they're flat, sometimes they're you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're dead. So yeah, right, you know, yeah, I'd rather have have the the ups and downs than the flat. And nothing. For sure. yeah, I don't
1: know. Yes, absolutely. If, as long as you've got life in you, you'll be okay. But yeah, you're right. Once it's once it's dead, it's dead.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's it, it's true that um, I mean, I I I do know what you mean by you have your friends and family who are very supportive, but then they've they've never been through that particular kind of hero journey, right? Because it's mm, that's right. Connecting it to stories, the entrepreneurial one is um, a hero's journey, as you said.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because two years ago when I started Story League, uh, it was about the time that I got married as well. And um, my wife's a lecturer at one of the universities here and uh, Mm. she was happy in her job and, and whatever else. And now two years later, she's dealt with me doing something that I absolutely love. Doing something there's huge growth in, and it's changed me as a person. And it's not to say that her job hasn't done that, but it's now raising questions with her as to whether her future is there or whether she wants to go off and try something herself. Because she, back in her university days, she was a champion barista. She won a a Mm -hmm. big, um, a big competition here in Australia, and she's always had a love of coffee. Our weekends are spent in different cafes right around Melbourne and, and whatever else. So um, just she has a huge interest in it. So she's probably getting close to a point where she's seriously considering uh, whether her future is tied up in the coffee industry somehow, as opposed mm-hmm. to, to what she's doing and whether she goes off and does her own thing. Um, because she's seen how much I've grown and, and how much getting up and, and working hard is, is not a stress to me because I enjoy doing what I'm doing. And yeah. I, I think for her, yeah, that's, that's raised some questions and it's um, it might soon be at a tipping point. So yeah, it's interesting that she's never gone through it, but she's seen what I've gone through and is now thinking maybe that's something that she wants for herself.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting to, to hear because that means that there are basically, what I'm hearing is it, there, there's like two paths of getting to do what you love doing. You either decide one day hey I'm gonna start this like you decided okay I'm gonna start story league because then I can do more with what what I already know and I can help more people or you you have somebody that is basically an inspiration for you and then by just observing how how they do what they do and their their everyday journey that inspires you and makes you think about the yeah. stuff
1: that you might want to do. That's right. Yeah, 100%. So uh, watch this space. I'm happy to let you know how she goes and whether <laughs> she actually does it. But, <laughs> okay. but uh, as I say to her, let's just make sure that Stroy League's a little bit more stable before that happens. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, we, uh, yeah. But, you know, she's, she's supported me this far. So if she wants to go off and do something, then uh, I'll absolutely support her in what she wants to do too.
0: Yeah, that would be... So absolutely let me know. Uh, what she decides know. to do because that would be a very interesting conversation with her then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. She might be your next guest.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, there's another um, hero journey there, right?
1: Well, it would be, yeah. It will you know, be. Who, you know, who's best place to write it up too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, um, and because we're talking about um, stories and how powerful they are, um, what what are the the elements that I don't know we can we can think about using to make the story interesting? Because we were talking about the hero's journey, but what is it that makes it so appealing? You think?
1: Well, ultimately, it comes back to the simple premise that it needs to take someone on a journey. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got to start out in a particular place, take them somewhere and basically give them what they want at the end. So if you can get those three components in place, mm-hmm. uh, you'll, you'll have yourself a pretty good story. Um, and look, probably for where a lot of your audience are right now, the, the hero's journey is probably a pretty good example of that. Yeah. Something that's mm-hmm. led them into business uh, there's a reason why they saw an opportunity to do things better. Um, there's been conflict along the way that they've had to, to deal with, but conflict makes people stronger, etc. cetera, right through until why they're best placed to, to um, help their target market. So if, those, if you can start playing with those uh, trends, those themes, Um, then you're starting to put yourself in a rare space because most people are creating their content now without uh, a storytelling component to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And it's something like a top seven tips for business success blogs. Now they can be good and they can work, but the reality is there's 5,000 blogs posted every minute of every day. Um, and it, just while we're on that, there's 300 hours of video content uploaded to YouTube every minute. So it's saturation of the market. So anyone who can come back uh, and produce some content that has a story component to it um, and lead someone towards how they can benefit them, then that's a really good place to be. So start playing on, on those themes about what led you into business, um, why you are why you saw the opportunity, why you're best placed to start helping people. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can do that across the many channels. You've got the hero's journey, um, thought leadership is one, there's educational pieces around that, there's um, entertainment pieces, there's all sorts. So uh, as best you can, avoid just doing stock standard, here is information, here is statistic, here is result. Actually take all of that and um, you know, do a yeah. hero's journey, or do a do a client case study where uh, you first met them and they were at exposition, and after you bring you know, A, B, and C, it got them to where they needed to be. So, um, just draw out the story is basically mm-hmm. what you've got to do, and that starts by asking the right questions.
0: Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I just wonder because people you mentioned challenges and conflict aren't people a bit reluctant of, about sharing this kind of content? Don't, do they see that that as a risk maybe? I don't
1: they know. do. Um, well, quite do they often they do, but they shouldn't because mm. there's real power in being vulnerable. Um, and there's there's two ways in which this can go, and I'm sure you'd agree with the fact that there is an absolute saturation in the market of young entrepreneurs trying to tell us they're brilliant and they're awesome. You've just got to go to Facebook every day and you'll see another post from someone you've never heard on telling me how they scaled their business from zero clients to 50 clients in 10 days Mm -hmm. or how I scaled my business from, you know, a thousand dollars to a a month to, you know, 20 grand a month or whatever. Or or actually, in fact, one that I can tell you for a fact, I saw it recently was, a guy on a Facebook ad from out of Brisbane, who was telling me that he scaled his business to $2 billion based on um, free and easy marketing tactics on social media. And I thought, well, okay, for a start, your Facebook ad doesn't have any likes and it doesn't have any comments, so that's not a good sign. And second of all, if you're a business that's made $2 billion, you probably don't need Facebook ads. So yeah. you're, competing, yeah. you're competing in that space. So that, that's, the, that's the ego nature of um, content, which I cannot stand. It's, it's one of the main reasons why I started Story League is to stop people doing that. It's always going to happen, obviously, because you know, there's a lot of ego out there. But the opposing form of content to that Is where you can be vulnerable and for people who are intelligent and they're not easily you know they don't have the the wool pulled over their eyes quickly or anything like that they're okay with that vulnerable content in fact it works and it works quite well particularly on LinkedIn too so Mm -hmm. um, it it can be seen as a bit of a danger area but I don't think it needs to be because we're all in this thing called life and it doesn't always go to plan. So, you know, we're all experiencing some sort of hardship or something that doesn't go our way. So people resonate with that message as opposed to the I scale my business to $2 billion.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I loved how you put it. We all go through this thing called life because it's true and it affects Mm -hmm. everything that we think, we feel that we go through. It affects uh, everything that we do. absolutely it
1: does yep absolutely
0: that's why i like to say that it's all personal nothing is just business because it is (laughs)
1: yeah that's right yeah
0: (laughs) how how we think and how we feel on the inside definitely is reflected on the outside
1: absolutely yep couldn't agree more
0: yeah so what is one one thing that you are most proud of in this Um, Story League journey of
1: yours? Yeah, right. Well, look, we've, over the last two years, we've used a lot of uh, freelance content creators, so generally journalists who I've known from my journalism days and we've remained in contact when Mm -hmm. um, we've had projects come through. Uh, But we have just onboarded our first full-time worker. So I'm really proud of the fact that I've been able to to get it to that point um, and actually go through the process of uh, finding someone, uh, interviewing them. These are all skills that I've, new skills I've learned. I've never interviewed anyone um, and how I've been able to onboard that person in order for her to hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were doing a, a training day a couple of weeks ago uh, and I got to the end of it, and I said, oh, "Do you have any questions?" And she said, "Well, no, I don't really, because you've answered every single one of them." <laughs> um, she, she said that the way in which we run the back end of Story League, um, you know, from from a from a briefing process, she said, "It's brilliant. She's never seen anything like it before." And that I actually, I was speaking to my mentor a few days after, that and I actually got really emotional around that because he knows what I've gone through in order to make a product that works. Um, and as much as it wasn't necessarily working in a client capacity, as in we weren't, we weren't converting them in the early days, mm-hmm. all this work was going on behind the scenes in readiness for when it would. Um, and then it got to that point where finally an external person has come through and has seen the back end of Story League operations and has said, she understands it and she, yeah. she could work with it quite easily. And it was just, it, yeah, I was really, really proud of the fact that all that hard work had paid off between yeah. me and my mentor. We knew all about it, et cetera, but it had never been tested on a third person who was outside of, of that relationship between me and him. Um, and, yeah, it seems to have worked. So, yeah, I, I as I said, I got quite emotional in front of him talking yeah. about it and because um, it's it's just that, that reward for... Uh, sustained effort um, when, when the chips were down in many ways. So, yeah, yeah I, was, I was quite proud of that.
0: Exactly. And I think, I mean, definitely I can feel the, the emotion right now and I can imagine how, how that made you feel And because I think it's also about, um, you know, somebody understanding what you want to do and understanding right. your idea, and basically speaking the same language, and making that's right, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and you investing in it too, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah. because it's um, you know, I've heard from a lot of business owners in recent times, and in fact, we we created some content around this for um for a, a client of ours, who apparently a big thing here in Australia is it is it's difficult to find good quality workers Um, They sort of they come in and they they don't necessarily want to do the jobs that need to be done they only want to do the fun stuff and whatever else so it's actually causing a number of business owners I know a lot of a lot of hardship in recent times so um, yeah it was really great to be in that position and have this this young girl come through and say you know she's really committed to learning and she wants to improve and she's very skilled anyway mind you Mm-hmm. um but she's just yeah she's she's bought into the values of story league and, and our vision and um yeah look I, I just see it working really well um let, again let's realign on this because maybe it doesn't for whatever reason because it can that can happen in business but um yeah it's, it's certainly very positive and the quality of work is, is good and uh I, yeah i, I see her being a, a linchpin to our success going forward
0: yeah, I and mean, I mean, as long as, you know, the values are there and you're connected and you all speak the same language um, and you understand the, the idea, then the challenges are going to be different, right? It's yeah, not-
1: absolutely. But if, as you mentioned, if you're on the same page,
0: yes. the challenges,
1: are, are, you know, you can go through the challenges and get to the other side because you, you, you both want the same goal at the end of the day.
0: Mm-hmm. And talking about challenges, I wanted to ask you, um, what's your your best mistake so far?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, look, it was trying to be everything to everyone. Um, mm. We obviously work across three channels of content, which are the big three, so copywriting, podcasts, and videos. Yeah. Um, and this actually goes back to the the problems we had with selling, selling in the early days, too. So. I would go into meetings and I would say, look, we can do X, Y, and Z. Here's some examples that we've done for previous clients. Um, the people in the room would be like, oh, the, gee, they're really good examples. Oh yeah, we need content, yeah, that's great. And then I'd say, okay, well, you tell me what you need. Um, and then that actually makes them think about what they need and yeah. then they yeah. don't have a clear answer on that. So the the, the sale is lost then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so instead of what we changed there is we've productized what we do so we've now got monthly content packages so if a client comes to us um, we can say look for this price point here's what you're going to get in return monthly Um, and that's that's blogs that's social media posts um, uh, copy for e newsletters video scripts It can be anything podcasts and and an actual recording of videos become an add-on from there Um, but that's really changed the game for us because all of those conversations I've had in the early days of people saying, oh, we're interested in X, Y and Z, uh, but not committing. I've now sort of drawn out those themes and I've put them in the content packages so I know they're resonating with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that when we go into that, that sales process, we can say, look, here's what we do. That's how much it's going to cost. If you have a, a unique approach, we can do that too, but we need to talk about it. So, yeah. um, so and people then sort of look through the content packages and go, look, that's got everything that I need. Let's go. Let's start there. Um, so, it's, it's really changed the game, so it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's yeah, it's, it was trying to be everything to everyone that was one of the pain points that we had in converting businesses, with yep. the people we're talking to, and now it's obviously, yeah, the content packages are in mm-hmm. place and we've been able to, to, to grow and build um, considerably since yep. they've been in place.
0: And I think it's also part of um, the, the trial and error process that comes with starting the business with um, entrepreneurship, right. with building things, because you basically took a lot of feedback that you, that you were getting from your clients. Hey, I'm not sure what I want or I might want mm. this, this and that. And then you were able to understand what they might want and put that into packages.
1: That's right. I mean, all those experiences that we went through, as much as I would have loved to have converted them in the early days, Mm we didn't obviously, um, but it served, again, like everything, it served its purpose for where we are now. So there's a, a whole deal of learning, as you mentioned, that I've gone through in relation to that, which now means we're an even better chance of of um, converting them. Should I, I run into similar businesses in the future? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Look, as much as the the money wasn't necessarily coming into Story League in the early days, uh, the the learning was, and um, that's okay because so it's 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 a marathon, not a sprint business. So, exactly. uh, as long as we're learning, that's the most important mm-hmm.
0: thing. Yeah, exactly. Because eventually, the hero journey is a learning journey. That's right,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely is. Yeah. I'm glad you understand it. Oh, <laughs> well. Please <laughs> don't take my job.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, but for me, it's uh, from the other side of learning, um, not to mention the other side of the world, because I'm, I've been in the learning and development industry for, for more than 15 years now. So, mm-hmm. um, and for me, learning is, has been a journey all along, and I've, I've yep. seen it work. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure you have in, <laughs> yeah. in the areas that you work. Um, exactly. it's, it's, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that.
0: But it's, um, I'm, I'm happy to, to hear you uh, talk about the kind of listening and feedback that you took from, from your clients and how that helped you learn how to serve them better because sometimes mm. we just focus on things that don't work and it's I guess it's easy especially at the beginning to think to to focus on what's not working rather than look at what you're doing and observe and then gather enough information to actually do something with it and build yeah. something on it.
1: That's right. Yeah that's that's very true. Um, the, uh, the, the ability to look at the situation and, and not quit, uh, but realign and start working in other areas is amazing. Because I mean, if you look at Storyleak uh, my original idea is we would just do blog posts, podcasts and videos. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the market has told me very differently. So we do automated um, copy for, for automated emails. cold email which we get a really good response to we do copy for landing pages for websites for ebooks scripting of webinars etc so it's built out a long way from my, my first idea and that's come off the back of just listening to people and what they actually want as opposed to not being rusted onto what I think I can give. Um, yep. So, yeah, if you're, if you're prepared to, to listen and learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in, in Australia, we've got, for SMEs, we've got a, about an 80% failure rate, which is incredibly high considering... Wow. Uh, yeah, considering, you know, we're a happy, healthy country, generally. Yeah, yeah. That, that is uh, a figure that's that's awful. But, you know, I, I just wonder if... Um, yeah. Business owners were to sort of look outside of their peripheral vision about what other opportunities are out there that people actually want that they can still service. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that would decrease the, uh, the the failure rate somewhat.
0: Yeah, that's true, and I think it would be interesting to to see where where that um, dropout out basically occurs in how, yeah, how long yeah. it takes them to say, okay, I'm <laughs> I'm done with this.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's very true. It would be I guess we're we're not going to get a clear answer on that yeah. anytime soon, but it would be good to know.
0: Yeah. So um we approach the end of our conversation, unfortunately.
1: Oh what a shame. We we could do this all day,
0: Roxanne. I know, I know, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> your, your your audience may not stick with us but you and i could
0: <laughs> well you know they have a pause button so pause play <laughs> yeah, <enough>. pause play <laughs> they get to decide always
1: they do for the next 24 hours
0: yeah so um but i'm not going to let you go before i ask you for a thought of wisdom and it can be anything that you want to share with our audience today Mm -hmm. i don't know a quote or a book or a video or a movie whatever it is
1: over to me okay right i've got one from steve jobs who we obviously all know Uh, this is a quote from him which obviously resonates with me Uh, and the quote is the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller the storyteller sets the vision, values and agenda of an entire generation that is to follow. I think that's pretty powerful, obviously being a, uh, a storyteller myself and believing that it's, it's very important in turning content into a lead generation tool. Uh, it's nice to, to see that Steve Jobs believe that as well.
0: Yeah, and I guess he had a pretty good story to tell.
1: Well, he did. Absolutely. And, and it's, I mean, if you look back through Apple's history, it's their ability to, to tell something different at the very least that mm. has been their, their success driver. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that, that he thought that.
0: Yeah. And it, it is very, very powerful and it is true. And then the, the good stories are the ones that never die.
1: That is exactly right. They 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 last a, a general well generations. I mean, yeah. you, like fortunately, you and I weren't there during World War One or World War Two, but we know about it because yeah. the the stories have been told and they've been told generation after generation. Uh, not suggesting anyone uh you know talk about death and destruction in their content unless yeah. it's relevant, obviously, yeah. but. Um, yeah, if you can tell a good quality story, other people will start retelling it on your behalf, which is half the battle about disseminating your message.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Luke, for this amazing conversation and for Welcome. everything that you shared.
1: My pleasure. Anytime, I'm not sure we'll get the opportunity to do it again in podcast form, but uh, yeah, no, thank you for having me on. It's been great. And um, hopefully, there's some value in there for, for your audience.
0: There is plenty. Thank you so much. Price.
1: You're welcome.
0: The most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. What a beautiful, beautiful quote. I loved this conversation because it took me in a land far, far away, to all the stories ever shared, written, told, read, to the stories that inspired me and the stories that I myself inspired in others, maybe. We've all got a story to tell. Because we're all heroes on our all-personal hero journey. With all of our thoughts, our emotions, our joys and our sorrows, our dreams and our struggles. What's your hero journey? Who are you today that you had to become since yesterday? And how are you sharing your story with the world? As for me, that's exactly what I'm going to start to think about. Until next time. And happily ever after.